choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and whomsoever you may choose to identify as, welcome to the Daustronaut podcast. Thank you for joining me, your host, Ben Baldieri, on this journey to the edge of the blockchain universe where we will be exploring the uncharted expanses of the DAO space. DAOs or decentralized autonomous organizations are made possible through blockchain technology and will form the backbone of Web 3.0. DAOs represent the next frontier of human creativity, collaboration and potential and give us the opportunity to fundamentally reimagine how we organize, what we organize around and why we choose to do it. On this voyage, I will be interviewing the most exciting and innovative projects in the DAO space picking apart what exactly it is that they are up to, analyzing how they are going about it, and understanding why they too have embarked on this quest into the expanse. In doing this, and in you, my fellow Daosonauts, choosing to join me on this odyssey, we will learn just how revolutionary DAOs can and will be. These organizations and this way of organizing are going to change absolutely everything. And in choosing to join me on this adventure, you have secured your seat on the fastest rocket into the decentralized future. To say that I am excited about the promise that this future holds would be an absolute understatement. So let's all suit up, lay back and strap in for launch. One thing that I must insist that everybody remembers for the duration of this voyage is that nothing that is said on this podcast is financial advice. With that in mind, please sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> okay, All right. right. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, let me like say, totally dress myself as well. I am Sakura, the founder of Dialunch, and uh, I like to am Japanese, and uh, I studied crypto in the crypto like since 2015, uh, which is Bitcoin around like say, four thousand, four no four hundred dollars, and then Ethereum also like less than ten dollars or something. Yeah, and then yeah, I was joined here, and I really love trading, and uh, also like I create a bot about trading system, as also like arbitrage system, have an exchange as well, a lot of things, everything I have done in the crypto. And then from last year, yeah, I have joined to the creating a DAO launch. And then so, uh, yeah, let me maybe uh, quickly like say, um, share my like screen and about like a project. Oh, can I share my screen? Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. So I will share my screen here. 
So this is our launch where basically have the concept of decentralized venture capital. So I think I believe like say what's the crypto bring us as well as a DAO and bring us to like say I mean like a humankind is the democracy of financial business. So basically like say token, anyone can create tokens and then anyone can do financial business, which is not allowed to anyone to do because we are uh, like say before like crypto invented basically governance as well as our company like the allowed by like some like the institutional institutional like the places or something like that they are not allowed to do the financial business so it was not really like the free democratic like competition but like the as like the internet internet allows that anyone can do like information business of course they can like to sell their information for example they can publish using their influences to sell their product it was not allowed uh, to uh, before uh, which in internet like it comes to the world uh, so it is basically allowed to only TV or media or something but now anyone can do information uh, can sell information to make a business a crypto and also though the thing is just uh, the same thing like the democratic of like the financial business and anyone can like more competitive or something like that and then the thing is what we are trying to problem is so a uh, financial uh, com uh, competitiveness and the free democracy to doing that the crypto is basically like a lot of sort of business so basically like see um free for example free and fair and most competitive uh, environment to into the like the venture capital funding also demanded of course and uh, yeah and uh, but uh, as i can see for example, a lot of upcoming project basically like the um like the venture capital industry a lot and venture capital fund and then they're going to release it to the public and it's really expensive prices to return investors. And then uh, anyone can see in it and also like the people in crypto really care about the things and the why it's not democracy and the vacant just making money or something like that. And the crypto people like it should be more like democratic things or something like it should be dull. We should get more rights to the like governance or something like that. People can claim it's really great actually. And then so there is like a lot of ways, of course, because it's really a main attention for the crypto people about like democracy or financial business. So that's why like, for example, fair launch. Well, not only fair launch, like a lot of ways to uh, try to figure out how to access to like the uh, fund to the like project. For example, fair launch, they basically doesn't raise any funds before they launch and then anyone can access to their like the token uh, fairly or something like that. But as I can see in it and uh, honest, honest, like the honest opinion, I think this is just uh, like the idea for the crypto. It was not practical like the doing the fair launch. And uh, actually most of the project basically raise funds via venture chapter. The fair launch is only for the crypto person. I don't think I have any like the things that I can do as a more other like beyond to crypto market honestly so because of that basically venture capital providing not only funds basically they're providing connection and marketing as well as any a lot of value basically so we're not sure the future of course we're not sure the future anyone doesn't know so investors as well and the entrepreneur as well they have to face the same ways to get a profit uh, to get also like see, to make our like project to the public and successfully uh, take over the ground or something like that and so we should like to put the power together to add the value so to the setup and they also like to make it public as well but the retail investors 
Yes, of course, they can maybe helpful or something, but uh, pair launch, we're not sure what they are supporting. Actually, that's we only know the address, and uh, which is like Anon, and then we're not sure which address is how humanity, and how is like personality, as well as what kind of values they can add to us as well. So uh, basically, we think the most desirable environment into the seller investment is so uh, more like a valuable investor who can add more value to the setup, better to the uh, worth receiving a bit preferable condition of like investment. So that's the basic thing that I'm thinking about. So, and then that's why, I mean, like they, they ignore the important thing. So that's why I don't think it, gonna, it couldn't be like more democratic and then it couldn't be more competitive or something. So what I try to do is everything on chain, everything on chain, as well as brand each investors uh, as a professional investors and then enable them to negotiate better investment condition means like a better price as long best period longer longer best in period but negotiate better investment price on chain as well as like see the investment record everything recorded on chain and then can like say for example prove what kind of investment that we have done as for now and then we can like add value to you or something to the product and set it and then, uh, so we have like less of the data about other investors and then to, for the seller as well, they can make sure that with this investor, like investing like this project on chain, they can check in it. And also as well as uh, what their contribution. So. And so that's the thing basically like I try to do uh, on our vision. So yeah, basically, so that's the thing. Um, yeah, everyone keep complaining in the crypto world and uh, because uh, I cannot invest in here, it was not democratic or something like that, but I don't keep complaining it. And of course, it's very demanded. I know that, but it was not it actually like see, um, make it reality to crypto water yet. So because of that, I think just did not bring like enough value to the setup. So to change the things, I think she uh, enable to then each investor to brown themselves, I mean, recall their uh, investment history on chain and then able to negotiate better investment condition on chain. So that's what I'm trying to do, uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So there are a couple of points that you made in there um, that I think I would like to highlight. Um, one theme that seemed to keep coming up there was democratizing investment. Um, mm -hmm. in, in that regard, is my understanding correct in the, a lot of the traditional, well, traditional venture capital for one, but bigger, investment players that exist in the space at the moment um everything happens behind closed doors and it means that your average person who has some investment knowledge investment skill um has some value that they can add to a project is typically going to be shut out of these projects because they are not necessarily seen as having the credibility or the weight necessary to open the door to then be able to invest and add value to the project is my understanding correct that your the solution here is you're you're building a platform that is going to help them build that credibility on chain such that everything they have done exactly. is then verifiable. Okay, cool. Exactly. So, what was the what was there one particular um, event that kind of spurred this idea? Because as as you mentioned, like this is a conversation that is ongoing in the crypto space. Um, if you spend any time in any private telegram groups for the group of friends that you're investing with, then it's going to be very, very difficult getting into pre-sales unless you have an in. 
what was your kind of impetus for for coming up with this idea? How did you come up with this idea of democratizing um, VC, as it were? Uh, so basically, like, see, yeah. Um, uh, for, for example, like last year, yeah, so I, uh, the focus said, uh, I joined, like, for example, like before the idea transferred, of course, I tried to join, like, for, for example, focus set as idea as well, and yep. all the project idea as well, but I cannot join it, the private cell. And then they basically, like, the investors, they basically got funded a lot of venture capital. As I talked with them, as I, like, approached them personally, they can allow us to get into. Yeah. And then, so when I like looking around, so that's why I like see, yeah, to start with this one, I'm thinking about to create a venture capital by myself uh, to get to invest in with them. So basically, focus said, of course, they like holding a token, then that you can get invested in with them, right? And about it's like the condition to like see showing to the retail investor. So basically, I mean, like see, for, I have to invest in like as the same condition to other venture capital, otherwise, I cannot make a profit. That's the first step. So that's why I think I need to uh, need to be a venture capital uh, to invest in to make a profit, right? And then so to doing that, and then yeah, I I'm thinking about to branding myself as a venture capital. But uh, when you're looking around everywhere, everyone likes same same thing. Everyone says same thing. I, I always cannot get into the like say private or something. Everyone complaining or something like that. So if I create a platform which can brand themselves as a venture capital. And then, like, depend on their like the ability, they can like complain. They can claim their like the proper investment condition. I think I thought it could be popular. So basically, that's the first idea. And also, also like the, I have the community since around like 2016. And basically, like I have really close relationship with my communities, and I keep talking with them. So to make a profit, I need to brand myself as a venture capital. Otherwise, I cannot like see, get into sneak into the private sale. So or something like that, and everyone say same say like same thing, and everyone complaining something like that. Uh, I think there is just, there seems a lot of demand, and then why don't you create those kind of platforms? Okay, and then if you play like this one, would you fund it to me? And then yes, I think I trust you, and then that's how we started. Fantastic! I really, I really like the idea, and like mm -hmm. as you mentioned, like. There's a lot of people in the space at the moment. I mean, the the biggest profits are to be made if you are able to get into any given project early. And if you are then also able to negotiate preferential rates for whatever allocation you are putting towards that project. And more often than not, as, a, as an individual or as someone who is unknown in the space, then you are going to be shut out of those preferential deals. So this idea of building a platform which opens the door for you and then once the door is open it's kind of on you with what you do with that platform in terms of how you build your credibility and then you demonstrate said credibility yeah, exactly. by recording also, everything on chain basically like see for example ventures like crypto world like see they basically like see i i'm not i'm like crypto person but i'm kind of like see not stick to the only crypto for example crypto product now it's gaming product is on the boom but uh, once you like looking around, like beyond crypto, for example, crypto product, gaming product, gaming quality, when I'm looking at that, for example, like see, yeah, there are like a lot of like product, hundred, like really like hundred, like a million dollars or something like that. But quality itself is not too good, actually, I don't think. <laughs> and, uh, Delicately put, yep. <laughs> not really good. So, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about, for example, in that case as well, I mean, like, see, 
crypto product basically like a value without any like the real demand basically for example like muscle product yeah there is a product they actually like produce a lot of like profit but the most of them for example who is backed by or something like that right mm -hmm. the, yeah. the backed by because with this venture charter backed by that's why they are like they can get already like the high valuation or something like that and uh, so that's why it's kind of more like the close and then also like the um, um for example it was not really uh like see open for uh the dispenser capital exactly can add value to them or not and as they, if we can looking around like for other investors not only private investors and also like see for example like see small venture capital in any country or something when you're looking around and uh, there are lots more like venture capital who can add more value to you actually so i wanted to make it more uh, like see uh how can i say it <laughs> more, more like a a free competition environment mm. so we'll be like demanded and uh, that's what i'm thinking yeah fantastic so the you mentioned there that it's that the, the demographic of your traditional um venture capital yeah. investor is going to be very okay. specific to generally a couple of locales the biggest venture capital firms in the traditional sense and in the in the crypto sense are from what I understand, generally from either from from the West with Western characteristics and the the nature of the individual who is going to be working for a VC firm is going to be very very specific. Which on the one hand means that you're going to have a skill set that is um, measurable, demonstrable, but it's going to be a lot of people who end up having the same skill set. Which means that if you are looking to build, a, if you're going with gaming, for example, you can attach a, a fantastic name from a big VC firm like A16Z or Defiance or something along those lines. And that's going to add a huge amount of value to the project. But the value that these projects are then, these VC firms are then delivering to said project is going to be pretty consistent in terms of the type of value that's being delivered. So then in creating DAO launch and opening it up to non-traditional investors or non-traditional VC firms, which are going to be potentially from places that you wouldn't have otherwise expected with people that don't necessarily have that sort of traditional investment background, these individuals are going to be bringing a different type of value to a project, which can then end up, I mean, looking at things in a different way can have some pretty profound impacts when it comes to launching and building something so is is that kind of what you're looking to do here in that you're you're broadening the the type of value that you're able to bring to a project because there are more people who are able to get involved with your platform than would normally be the case from a vc standpoint so there are lots of kind of value actually for example like when i like to launching on a project and then we have funded like a lot, like more than 300 private investors. I mean, like that I have connected with them since 2016, as well as the BC Capital, as well as the BC Station, as well as the, yeah, I think that I can like quickly show the like information. Um, yeah, and then lots of type of value actually they can bring it. And then, yeah, for example, like see, yeah, the BC Capital, they have like the marketing, of course, they have like a huge media, they can introduce uh, like the media and then like see help us marketing as well. And then BC Station, and they introduce us uh, like say, yeah, a lot of network as well, and also help us uh, funding as well, and also help us uh, like, increasing follower as well. 
and then so they are very explicitly like a lot of influence and the Meridian capital they also help us a lot a lot of like the connection with KOL as well and also English marketing as well and then digital IO trust as well and uh, of course not only that and the human resources there's some of them like say uh, help us a human resource and then also access to like for example specific country and like for example in Japan's market or something like that as well uh, but the thing is, um, uh, for example, actually right now, uh, this is my personal experience, but the, I have invested in like a cloud on personal like since back to personal assistant. And then most of them like invested by Japanese like personal, I've heard like the most of like them funded by Japanese. And, uh, how is it like the basically cloud on like progress is not like the basic their community is really, really nice. The community is really progress. The development progress is not so fast compared to, for example, other projects. But their community is very, very nice. And also, um, for uh, yeah, now I talk with my private investor, and uh, for example, lots of venture capital investors, uh, some of them dumped after listing it. But the private investor, they won't dump more than three hundred people, but they won't dump at all. And then, so they also help us to adding liquidity a lot. And so, and the Caldano basically like there has a, like the largest, like the amount of staking ratio in all the protocol actually. So basically, I mean like not only just actually the value that they can add to as well, like so for example, like the price action is very important point. So the thing is the loyalty to the, like the setter and the communication with the setter is also really important. And then I like the, yeah, actually what Cardano is facing to with that one, I kept seeing that house Cardano building like that, actually. So, oops. And uh, so I'm thinking about the value to add to that is not only to um, exact value and also communication and loyalty, I will count it I'm thinking about. Uh, that's my personal opinion. Awesome, super cool. Okay, so this then kind of brings me quite nicely onto the the DAO aspects. You mentioned that community and loyalty to said community is a is a very important part of any successful sort of token launch um, and build process. Once the token has launched and you're looking to develop the ecosystem. Um, Community is obviously a, a fundamental part of, of a DAO, but why did you, why, why go with a DAO approach with this? Why not have a, a centralized approach where you can have individuals apply to kind of work with you and then you're kind of vetting them and then you can kind of still accomplish the same thing in that you can use, use the launchpad to open doors to non-traditional investors, but why, why go for the DAO approach instead of that approach? Uh, so just this is because just demanded, yeah. That's only because it's demanding, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, go ahead, Arisa. Yeah, I think um, as well. Like uh, we've had a lot. Sakura and I have had a lot of conversations. Um, so it's like two things. One is um, like you know if you compare like Indiegogo to traditional launch pads, Indiegogo Kickstarter, it's a lot. Yeah, people will list projects a lot more easier um, because you don't have to old or stake a certain amount of tokens, right? Um, and the yep. launchpad kind of token model, it makes sense short term because obviously you can't have those tokens like really floating around in the market. Uh, but like long term, it's just like it excludes too many people, right? 
which is why new launch pads keep coming up to get more things and it's just going to keep fragmenting the market um in that sense so i think um like you know in in a sense of anybody because we have um like functional uh you can create your own token sale on the downloads platform you can hold your own sale um you can create a token you can create staking pools like anybody can do it you don't um need to hold a certain amount of downloads tokens so you know if it's just like if you like short term of course like you know you'll need to hold our token to, to be able to participate in our sales and like it will be kind of like a centralized thing while we just kind of try and like figure out what works and what doesn't um but like and again like the governance of the DAO, right is it like um like would it be an ens kind of thing you know up until we're like four five six seven years later or like the delegates or is it you know anybody can just kind of apply we're still having those conversations and looking at um other kinds of models but i think it's really important um that people even in terms of like you know how to upgrade the platform right um because otherwise then you kind of get like a unicrypt style where i'm not sure if you've ever done an ilo on them uh but you have to pay five thousand dollars to kyc with them um so <laughs> otherwise there's a massive massive red uh red warning sign saying this team has not kyc'd uh or done any smart contract audit even if you have um so i think That's being able like extortion borderline <laughs> extortion right um and of course like in an unregulated space you are going to people that take the piss as much as they possibly can up until you know like the, the law is like the thing that the thumb of the law is right, right on top of them right um, but like, as we said, it's community, you know, you keep it on chain, like having on chain is basically like recording every single conversation you have. Right. Um, so if our intentions are good and, you know, like we keep like a good communication with the community and then, you know, have good stewardship of the platform. Um, and then, you know, like at some point, whichever kind of governance model hand it over to them, then they can continue to upgrade it. You know, maybe add like a reflection feature, like a tax feature get rid of that, you know, um, and it makes more sense because like at the end of the day, like, you know, within the first couple of years, if we do it well, hopefully like, um, like we'll make our money. Right. Um, and then after that, af after a certain point, it's just like, it just comes to greed. I think like yeah. that was kind of like the thinking behind it. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I think the, the, with the with the way that DAOs are structured at the moment, and it, I mean it's a blue ocean space at the moment. There's, it's completely uncharted, and there is there is no right way of doing things. There are probably a few wrong ways of doing things, but there isn't any particular set of best practices which is going to to help you build whatever. And as a result of that, there there is always going to be an aspect of centralization which has to happen at the beginning. Because you like getting a dis, uh, a decentralized community to try and build something without having some centralized conversations to get things moving, it's probably not going to go particularly far, because you're going to end up with lots of people yelling at each other in disparate corners without actually deciding how to do anything. So this idea of of having a, a centralized architecture to begin with and then decentralizing over time, um, handing control off to the community in regards to upgrades and so on and so forth, I think that's going to be that's good. I mean, anyone who is able to successfully do that and demonstrate that there is a model for doing that going forward. So you, you create this beast or whatever it's going to be, and then you put out it into the world and it becomes a self-sustaining entity. That's going to be something really quite special. And with the space that you're working in in particular, um, VC is incredibly centralized for one, but then also 
you mentioned Kickstarter as well and other launchpad platforms as well um, in the in the traditional world these are also pretty centralized I mean it's a it's a bit of fantastic way of helping projects raise funds that would typically have been excluded because they're deemed as not profitable or not necessary or whoever decides for whatever arbitrary reason that it's just not worth throwing any money at putting something out like this that is community driven and does allow the community to vote on things that they like and then give on the one hand individuals who wouldn't normally have access access and then on the other hand give projects that wouldn't normally receive funding access to said funding and a network that comes with it i think that's an incredibly valuable thing to be doing so i mean yeah i'm obviously very excited about what it is that you guys are doing going forward so i think that leads me quite nicely into one question then in the you've obviously got uh, a vision for where downlaunch is going to be in the future um things are relatively centralized at the moment but then over time things will be handed over to the community in terms of development of the platform um management of the platform running of the community and so on and so forth what is what is your vision for downlaunch let's say five years down the line <laughs> so in the vision like the yeah anyone can brand like venture like like the professional investor in downlaunch and then so like the they invested in oh okay this address invested in like like the current link venture capital for example like say yeah this product invested in by like huge venture capital or something like that that on our platform so anyone can be like professional venture capital professional investor oh this product is backed by this address oh let's do it should be more like interesting it should be more like the uh good like the special project or something like that and then uh, so people can claim and we there like the um uh, like the people can can uh, prove their like the their professional investors with your only address and blockchain information, and also other people can notice he is really great investors, and then also like it is a fully like competitional like competitional environment, and uh, that's where like facing to that's where like the going to in the like next what like five years yeah in the future. Uh, of course, as you say, like the centralized, like the control now is rather is handling a lot, like the community, and uh, yeah. So we need to lead basically important in the initial. Of course, I'm I before, but I before uh, before I start this business, we need to uh, take a lead and handle to first one, one, two, three years, I think, and that should be and then decentralized, and then anyone can like take a leadership, and then anyone can like see, yeah, um. And do their action by themselves, which would be really important, which would be really desirable. But to doing that, we have to first need to change their like the thinking as well. Basically, for example, in the venture capital world, for example, when you're investing and then doing nothing, I mean, like the we call like they are free riders, or they're not doing anything, just only investment then. But retail investor doesn't have that like thinking at the first, and what kind of value they can add or something, they don't like to know about that. We need to do first like educational thinking about like say, for example why combinator what did one combinator did that and the data set we need to talk about that more to the community I think first and then also I uh, need to give them like a step by step to like what kind of value we can add to the setup okay let's add value to the setup uh, what can we do or something of course it's really hard sometimes 
But as long as say, like for example, show your loyalty, and then you can also show like your past investment performance, you wouldn't sell, you wouldn't jump right at Western, you can show it or something like that. And this is one of the things as well, but also not only that, you have to appeal to the embed like a startup as well to get proper investment condition. So uh, also like the educational thing, we need to lead in it, and it's really quite really hard to think as well. Also need to lay and then after like the initial this is really like we have just launched this is really really hard time that we have like spent and with Reza and we talk a lot with Reza and uh, he's really good to like to talk with communities and also like the educational thinking as well. Um uh, and then if you can like turn on to the adventure like to decentralize anyone can take initiative, not take lead by themselves. And then um, if like the, yeah, basically I started this one just uh, to invest in the good status, but I cannot like see brand myself and you cannot invest in. And then just want everyone to like brand themselves as a professional investors as like me. And then just, uh, yeah, investment is like the right, right? Investment is like right. So I, when I was like created this one and then everyone like work on decentralizing it. I will just uh, maybe keep position not only just the top holder, but it could be like the less holding, maybe five or ten or something. Maybe I want to take someone, someone else to lead, and then so keep like the yeah, I keep like the finding good setup and then talk with them and what kind of like the uh, vision are you going to like the yeah, are you going to do in the future or something? And then yeah, trust with them, they invest with them or don't, don't, don't something like that. I want to keep doing that in my life. Um, yeah, it feels things that I'm thinking like dreaming in the future. Bold, bold <laughs> visions and bold dreams to be sure. So Reza, I think that leads me quite nicely onto a, a question for you. Um, Sakura mentioned that obviously at the beginning of a project of this nature, there is quite a lot of um, forward leading that has to take place in terms of shaping the community, guiding the community in terms of the direction that you want the community to go overall. Um, in terms of leading these these individuals, these members of communi your community down the path towards something that is going to be a sustainable form of decentralization going forward, what has your experience been at the moment with getting people started on that journey? Yeah, so I think like there are three kind of main issues with like, you know, going, I mean, like traditionally public a company startups, they're like very behind closed doors, right? Uh, and then, you know, you don't really go public up until like you wouldn't have like a, a, a group chat with as much at stake as in, in, the, in the traditional world as you do have in crypto, right? million dollar market cap you have people that have invested tens of thousands in it uh people have invested have been very responsible with their investings and hold you personally responsible um because they expect like corporate level customer service when it's like you know <laughs> if you've ever worked on a crypto project it's it's really hard it's not it's really hard to do that. no it's not it's not like you know they all have training they all have like you know they work behind closed doors for a number of years work with the top leader um obviously you know with like Sakura mentioned earlier, the beautiful thing about this is like, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're a crypto expert, it doesn't matter if you're a financial expert, it doesn't matter if you're a tech expert, anybody can want your token. Um, and while that's great, that's also like not great. Um, so I think like, you know, the main kind of things that we're looking at um, in terms of like how to educate the community and how to like conduct ourselves in an open way 
we've already started um, the forum. We had some negative backlash on our tier model, uh, opened the forum, done some governance <coughs> on that. You know, we'll be making it, <coughs> I guess by the time this podcast's out, it'll be very much announced, but it'll be announced later this week, in this current time. Um, <coughs> and like, you know, it's like the, the kind of effort required you know, in terms of like getting up that project and those early community members, like they they require like a lot of effort, right? Like a lot of people to self-sacrifice their time, you know, to do extra things that they might not get paid for. And it's only kind of natural that if you do make those sacrifices that you get rewarded for that, whether that's in seniority, whether that's money, but like on your side, you're giving extra. And on the protocol side, you want to reward that, right? But it's really easy to then just, you know, say like, hey, we're going to do a pump, uh, you know, buy tokens at this time, sell it at this time, right? And really easy to trade information with your family, with other people that you really care about. Uh, because you put all the effort into this project, right? You're the one who's been like up until like three, four in the morning. Thing. So it's only fair that you, it seems only fair that you can reward, that you should reward those that you care about. But of course, you know, for your other, other investors or supporters or token holders, it's, it's not really fair. So it's like, you know, managing expectations of yourself, rewarding yourself properly, and also, you know, not taking advantage of community members that have put their trust in you and have put their risk in you. And even though, yeah, okay, like you shouldn't, um, like you shouldn't put more than you afford to lose, but we know the reality is different, right? So yeah. what kind of moral responsibility do we have in, a, in somewhere where there's actually like no even legal repercussions because there's no regulation around any of it? You know, we could like we could do anything. Um, so I think like from the beginning, like I've worked as a community manager for about a year now. I've seen like so many delays, so many like rug pulls, so many scams. Um, and it's like it is really all about you know the the community doesn't know what goes on behind the crypto protocol. <clears throat> they don't know like like even in the startup, everything is on fire all the time. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> on a good day. Um. So it's about you know like. I guess like showing like the doors, right? Like, you know, cause I mean, you can do everything really well and you can have, um, like we did our launch like really well. And then we had like some issues with our website like the day before and it just, it looked really bad. Um, it wasn't anything serious, but just like from a, from a user perspective, it was really bad because they have never had that experience of that. So I think it's from the beginning, just kind of like opening the door, being able to say like, Hey, we can't share everything, but we're like, we're doing our best to do it. And then once you kind of set that precedent, you have to stick by it, right? Because yeah. otherwise, if you're, if you're really open and then boom, like no communication, things are like... Um, What's going on? Bit, yeah, it seems a bit fishy. And even though it is a bit more stress like on our parts, because um, I was doing our job and then, you know, the community is like a product in itself, right? Um, like what makes your community different? How are you going to differentiate? Because again, with like all the beautiful things about immediate liquidity with crypto for a retail investor, it does take a lot of, you know, you know, like it takes um a lot from the project, right? Because you're not as invested as you normally would be in traditional equities. So like supporters come and go, people are bothered about short-term price action. I, I'm bothered about short-term price action even as a protocol member in my other investments. So yeah, I think it's like, it's really difficult. And especially like, you know, like you said, a lot of it is uncharted waters, right? And it's also like the stakes are so high because like, you want to be honest, you want to be thinking, but at certain times you have to like, you know, dance around a certain subject. Yeah, so, I mean, I, it's transparency. It's really <laughs> yeah. 
it's all it's all around transparency and as you mentioned like i'm sure in your experience as a community manager that you've seen like some protocols some projects are incredibly transparent about what they're doing um they keep the community involved they make sure that everyone is as informed as they can be and then they're also transparent about what they cannot be transparent about as well so everyone knows what is going on as best they can at the other end of the scale you have teams of anonymous devs who occasionally put out announcements with absolutely zero context and then they disappear with everyone's cash and then the community is just kind of left bag holding um for in perpetuity because there are some people who have drank the kool-aid for lack of a better expression and have overinvested by a lot so it's it's a difficult balance yeah, and there's a there's there's somewhere in between as well, right? Of like a startup team with two people, three people, two devs, and one market who's running around and doesn't have enough time for announcements. Who doesn't have like there are community members that are there who are willing to help, you know, even post-launch, um, but they don't know how to. And maybe the person, the other market, doesn't know how to get them to help either. So you've got two people that want to help that actually have their incentives aligned, but as to how they do it, they don't. They both don't have the time to talk through it and strategies and does this work does that work so it requires the community to take the effort but if there's no incentive the community won't but again that person who's behind this thing is not the person on the project isn't thinking about that because they've got the protocol and then they've got their own life and it's just like they might have thoughts but like is it ever really matched up and i just wonder how many projects like good you know good projects that launched within the past couple of years um particularly in DeFi summer that I've uh, that just like they haven't really had the growth because like it's just it just hasn't happened. But like it could have happened, but it just didn't. Um, and that's really scary if you think about yourself owning a business and you know like it's just chance at, at that point. So you want to do as much as you can to minimize risk, right? Um, and I think like you know there's a lot of community. I've I've learned a lot from our community members. Um, even though I've been working in crypto for a year, there's obviously so much thing of it like you know smart contracts and then like the actual like price action and the charts and you know for example if you buy within 30 minutes of um, a pancake of a dex listing there'll be a lot of snipers and a lot of our community members ended up buying tokens even though we warned them not to and uh, they got wrecked people spent thousands of dollars and got like three dollars worth of tokens right they're looking at it as our fault um we warn them but so how can we as 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 you know as something that is a doubt will be a DAO later and like the future like venture capital firm and a launch pad um how can we build trust in a way that doesn't actually you know like that we don't actually have to pay because like again at the end of the day we're a startup right we only have like however much we raised a certain amount of runway and i think a lot of people forget about that sometimes because they see the money raised and look at the money in their wallet and say like, wow, it's so much, but like wages go quickly, marketing goes quickly, liquidity goes quickly, exchanges go quickly. Yeah, no, for sure. I think the, the trust aspect is, is, a, is an incredibly important aspect because it's something that takes a really long time to build. Um, in this, and this isn't unique to crypto. This is this is the world over. The, the, everything that you do, if you are, if you're trying to launch something, you're trying to do something for yourself and that, invariably in is going to end up involving interactions with other people and the only way that you're going to be able to get any significant forward 
momentum is if you are able to build up relationships with those individuals which are going to be fundamentally based upon a mutual level of trust which is going that things are going to work out in a beneficial way for the both of you maybe if not now there is trust that it's going to come in the future and it's as you say with like DeFi summer loads of incredible projects that get launched and then some of them end up rugging themselves because they make a bad decision don't communicate it effectively to the to the community and then the community is just like well what are you doing like you clearly don't have our best interests at heart um and then that's it product is still fantastic team is still fantastic but the community is dead then what happens absolutely nothing thereafter and i think like what you're saying and from what sakura was saying about being able to bring these individuals in who would otherwise be shut out of this very kind of specific subset focusing on building trust with these individuals being as open and transparent with them as possible and then paving the way to be able to hand off control to them at some point in the future Even as well from like a from like yeah. a community perspective right there's no kind of like infrastructure or anything on discord which um kind of shows like seniority members in terms of like okay well i don't necessarily want a direct part of the team but like these are my experiences i was joined at this time i've joined crypto here you can see my portfolio here like this is where I specialize, like stable coins, data marketplaces. This is like, you know, if you have any questions, then like you can come and ask me, right? Because I mean, VCs, I mean, like to, to like, um, to a founder, capital is one thing, but the advice and the human resources are like, you know, how, how do you recruit the right people? What are the right questions you can ask? How do you leverage their experience better, right? That's like, that. that's what makes the business. We always hear like team, team, team. Um, but like, there's no, you kind of, you've kind of solved in like crypto, like, the the decentralized capital environment but in terms of like mobilizing human resources and like actually getting the right decision makers letting the people who run the project know that there are good decision makers in their community that would be happy if they reached out to them um i think that could like you know make all the difference long term absolutely absolutely and i think that kind of brings me quite nicely onto a kind of a nice little final question that will take a slightly more philosophical tilt um we've kind of we've covered everything from a dow launch standpoint from a community management standpoint um thinking in grander terms when when you think of a dow uh what a dow could would should be um and what you think it may bring to bring for the future um maybe in a crypto sense maybe in a broader sense what is the impact and i'd like to ask the both of you this to get your perspectives what is the impact that you would like to see DAOs have on the world and DAOs have on the world ah uh, so yeah yeah so like in our in our like protocol well for example the like say personal like retail investors retail investor maybe uh if they like the yeah like the retail investor now a lot of community member like structures of course like say some of them are not but uh, yeah, they are trying to change, as I told you, like see, as, I, as I told them, like, say, yeah, you need to ground yourself as an investor. You need to think what kind of value you can add to setup or something. Okay, I will try, and then I will not sell the problem to the setup as well, and then I will just ask around to, to, like, see, to like, appeal more to the setup or something. And then if they are, and then to be like, see, like, see, very big venture capital, I mean, like, see, yeah, decent venture capital on a platform, for example, if they can get like yeah, they have the address that they're going to invest, and then they can be like see, 
um, admit by admit or by like a lot of like the other, of course, personal influencers as well as the personal venture capital uh, to be like, the, yeah, you are really qualified as well as you are a really great investor in the crypto world, not only crypto world, but the uh, other investor. That could be really like, the, yeah, if those like future can happen and then also he can like negotiate like same investment like the uh the condition to other like the yeah other famous venture capital that will be really like amazing yeah that would be really like amazing and that will awesome. that's uh yeah fantastic same question to you as well reza yeah i think um you know just stepping back from downwards and just like the whole kind of like perspective i think the if you look at kind of like putting things on chain it's basically like having a recorded conversation right um, what would it be like if you recorded every single meeting you had and shared it with your community and you had the kind of people? Like, things you would say is a lot different and the way you behave is <clears throat> a lot different for better or for worse. So I think like the, the only way we can kind of like communicate globally with so many different interests is by like leaving a record of everything that we do, um, whether that's for like the right reasons or for the, whether the wrong reasons. Um, yeah, so I think like, you know, putting it on chain, I did did you um because right now say if one of our early investors dumped there's no way of letting other projects know that they've dumped um there's no other way to let them know what kind of value they added or just that how they were um and it's really easy like we saw with ribbon finance and like the cyber farms of just like you know actually investors taking advantage of of people so <clears throat> yeah i think putting everything on chain is great really democratizes it and um just gets you know people the right people the right decisions um, at least it puts us in the right direction right awesome fantastic i mean increased transparency is never going to be a bad thing definitely from an honesty perspective and at a time like now it's probably something that is going to be uh, relatively useful <laughs> awesome thank you so much guys this has been really really cool uh, i'm sure my listeners will really enjoy this conversation so many thanks indeed um yeah, thank you very much for coming on and also thank you very much indeed for listening. That was the Daustronaut Podcast. Thank you very much for joining me on this exciting voyage through the uncharted territories of the blockchain universe. Please do make sure that you hit the subscribe button wherever it is that you are choosing to listen today. That way you are guaranteed to keep your seat on the fastest rocket into the decentralized future. Once again, do remember to disembark the vessel safely and that nothing said on this podcast is financial advice. With that said, I hope you have enjoyed joining me on this quest and I will catch you next time.